to the show. Here we are again. I don't actually know what episode I'm on. I think I'm on six or seven. Who knows at this point? I've not been cancelled the beginning of every show. Classics. I'm hoping everyone had a great Halloween and enjoyed the Scooby-Doo episode I did. Uh, this week we're doing sci-fi horror. My guest is Richard. What ho? <laughs> now, Richard is a friend of Jake. Jake is a common factor on the show. We talk about Jake a lot, as we know. So that's how I met you. I met you through Jake. Uh, that's true, yes. God, like a million years ago yeah. now. How long ago was that? 2008, uh, I think? It, no, earlier than that. It would have been probably 2003, 2004. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, 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 because I was living at the Vale. And that was when Paul was in the band. And then, yeah, you joined the band because Ollie didn't last long in the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been rather. Anyway, we've known each other for a long time, and that's fabulous. We are here to talk about sci-fi horror, as I said. But before we begin, it is time to introduce the podcast gang. Val is here. She's asleep on the couch. She's not being massively... My wire, ugh. She's not being massively loud. The Giggly Wiggly is here. It is in the domain if she wishes to play for it, play with it. That could happen. The Real Akumas are here. And Papa Kuma is here. So, yay. Hello, podcast gang. How are you all? Everyone's here. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, And you've listened to one episode. What is going on with my wire? It's annoying me terribly. I can't be comfortable, audio listeners. Um, In the beginning of every show, because you listened to the one with Jake, didn't you? Yeah. We do sweet treats. Right. <laughs> you know what sweet treats is, right? No. Okay. So I like to theme a sweet treat for you as a guest um, to go around the theme of the show. Now, obviously, because we're doing sci-fi, I thought aliens. I I quite like custard. Okay, no, I didn't do that. I messaged your brother and I messaged Jake and I said, I don't know what snackage you like. I actually didn't know this. And all the, I barely see you. You know, we've not. Wine. I quite like wine as a snack. Oh, you're going to. Yeah. Urinate out of your eye areas. Uh, and uh, so Mark gave me some tips, which I've circumvented around Mark's. Mark sent me photos from Tesco's of the things you like. Okay. Which right. is so specific. <laughs> but I didn't get those exact things. Sorry, Mark. But Mark gave me a good idea. So because we're doing sci-fi, let me... We're reaching into the double the double draw audio listeners. We're listening to the, du- the, double, the, the classic double draw. I got you... Um, a six pack of Space Invaders, oh, <laughs> the wow. crisp beef, beef flavour. Now, um, they've got aliens on the front. Oh, Richard's. Oh, audio listeners, Richard's. Oh, God, here comes Val. Straight in. Right, so we've got some crisps. And the second part of your uh, audio uh, audio listeners, Richard is in. So what you do, after you've eaten a bit of Space Invaders, you have to sniff my fingers. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if anyone who's had Space Invaders will know this, come and sniff. Hang, yeah. hang on a minute. <laughs> oh my god it smells like those uh, roast beef monster munch and the second part was oh my god because jake recommended this i got you a tiny wine <laughs> audio listeners i got richard a very small personal i assume it is bottle of blossom hill i don't know anything about wine um i got you a red because apparently that goes with um, beef that's perfect uh, do see you how i've done this <laughs> i i shan't swill it from the bottle though would you happen to have a glass uh i'd have to get up and i'm just no, drink it from the bottle like a mad person. No one's watching, Richard. Are you going to no, drink no, wine no. now? <laughs> it tastes different if if you don't. Really? Yeah. So so you've got to let the air get on. Anyway, I got Richard wine. Richard, this is the first time alcohol has been consumed on the show. Oh, is it lovely? 
Or is it terrible? Because it's not. It's, it's soft it's... and fruity, like the label suggests. Mm. Well, I'm glad you like. Mm. This is today's sweet treats. Alien. Look, beef and red wine. Apparently, <laughs> just drinking wine from that small bottle right now. It's so funny. You have to really suck on it because it's quite a tiny neck. It's like a, <laughs> if 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 you can picture this, dear listener. Um, it's like one of these little ones you get in a hotel minibar. Yes. Um, so it's about one glass in a, an appropriate size bottle. So I'm having to sort of suck at it to get it suck out. Suck out yeah. hard wine action. This is the first time booze has ever been consumed on the show. Well, it is my first time. Oh, my God. So, yeah, beef space invaders. Your brother sent me pictures of... Um, Let's see how well your brother's knows you. He sent me the Sensations Thai Sweet Chili. Yeah, so I I like those. They The problem is I tend to binge them. They give me heartburn. Okay, well, it's yeah. good I skipped that one. And then he sent me Tesco's own brand onion rings. Yeah, the cheaper the better. When yes. It, yeah, when it comes to onion rings, literally the Poundland ones, and the bacon frazzles. Yeah, oh, the pound, I could, Poundland yes. ones. So yeah. I, I'm kind of on, I'm on theme oh, with yeah, crisps. Yeah. I went for crisps. Crisps and wine. You yeah. can share them with your family. No, I'll just eat them myself. <laughs> in the car outside your house. Uh, yeah, so I was... Like, and then Thai sweet chili nuts by Sensations. Yep, they're nice as well, yeah. Yeah, he, and then I thought, uh, did you go to Tesco specifically? Because there was a time frame gap. Just sip on that wine, Richard. Get wasted for the show. And there was a time frame gap. I messaged him. He didn't reply. I thought, Mark, never replying. Um, and then and then, literally an hour later, I got all these photos. And I was like, did you go to Tesco's? Because I asked to take pictures. Possibly he went onto the Tesco's website and obtained the photographs. No, no, no. They're photos oh, they're in the shop. Was he yeah. in? Oh, right, no, okay. he's not in them, but like he's taking them okay. in the shop. And I was like, did you go? Because I said, like, he I don't know. He's probably there for other purposes also. <laughs> he's just always in yeah. Tesco's. Wow, Mark's always in Tesco's. Anyway, Richard's literally swigging on the wine, loving it. Bit of ba- uh, Space Invaders, six pack of beef. Every- I didn't even know they made beef ones. Yeah, th- so shook. they make different, um, th- they have beef, mm. uh, pickled onion. Ugh. ones yep and kidding. there's another flavor i can't remember what it is sadness mm. so, so i'm glad you like your wine and yes I'm, your, I'm your wine and meat crisps didn't realize i was going to get this this has improved the situation <laughs> remarkably my company yeah and now wine is better and you've barely crisps. got through any of it look because you have the to neck suck is on so the neck thin. yes yeah. god what a nightmare i thought alcoholics drunk this on the street <laughs> he's, he's supping on it like a baby bottle uh, you can get wine in a can, um, which we looked at when I was in the store, but it was only rosé, which I don't know if anyone likes, and white wine, which was sparkling. Sadly, I can't drink white wine. Um, there was an incident in 1999 Jesus. where <laughs> I drank white wine, and and if well, I've got a, a terrible fear of heights. Okay. But after drinking this white wine, I scaled two stories to climb in through my girlfriend's balcony and then was sick on her floor. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, I've not consumed white wine, I'm afraid. It's, well, I'm yeah. glad I went with red. I thought yeah. the can would be really depressing. Like, can you imagine drinking wine out of a can? I couldn't imagine drinking it from this tiny receptacle, so... No. But here we are. We're doing here we this. Are, yeah. Now, Richard has joined me in the past on my YouTube channel where we spoke about the Wrath of Khan. Star Trek, yep. We did speak about... Uh, you're a simp for Star Trek. Do you want to plug your Star Trek thing that you do? Yes, so um, I'm a weekly panel member on Let's Talk Trek, which is Sunday's... Uh, only fan Trek show, which you oh, can yeah. find on YouTube, Facebook, etc. And yeah, we talk about Star Trek every week and we have good fun doing it. God, I still love Data. I do love him. And people go, no, he's rubbish compared to Spock. And I'm like, no, they're two separate people. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't compare the two. Why do people always compare them to? Am I missing something? Well, yeah, the, well, Data was brought in to fill the void 
um, created by him. So, so the whole point about Spock was that he was going to learn about his humanity mm. from the superior humans on the ship. Data's kind of doing the same thing. And it teaches you more about your own humanity when you try and teach someone else. I mean, you've got this, you, you've taught people how to do things before. Mm. You know, this, I'm, I'm by no means an accomplished musician, but I learn more about the guitar whenever I sit down and show someone else how to play something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Data. I think everyone should stop dragging him. He's my favourite character. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Picard, and I'm like, whatever. But yeah, Richard's a Star Trek uh, guy. He's been on my show before, so we're we're not we're not virgins on this ride. But uh, I think the I tell you what, I am a virgin on, and that's how we're going to segue into the first segment of the show. I had up until recently never seen Predator. Right, we're talking about the first with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've watched the first one and the yep. second one. Right, okay. I low key discovered that i am in love and sexually attracted to predator <laughs> so he was played by so kevin hot. yeah he's played by a really cool guy called kevin peter hall um who was an accomplished martial artist and also predator m- doesn't do kung fu no but the but if you look at the way that the predator moves and everything that was all done about um you can see this certain bunkai kata moves in, in the way that he's moving and moving his body around kevin peter hall's Absolutely superb. He played the Predator in the second movie as well. The LA one. But you can see him in the first Predator film. He's the pilot at the end that rescues them. Ah. Uh, Get to the chopper. I can't do that. I'm never going to do that again. Ew. (laughs) That was so gross. Can you do it? Get to the chopper. (laughs) So much better than mine. So I'd never seen it. I literally was like, do I really want to watch this? I'm not massive on Schwarzenegger films. I think it sounds really horrible, but Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of put me off the movie because I'm not... You're, you like action movies as well, don't you? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the films... that I, I could sit here and talk about just Predator probably for an hour. I love him. But um, if it tickles your oyster, mm. the Predator originally was supposed to be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Really? Yeah, he was the original. Oh, wow. And if, if, if you're listening to this, Google Jean-Claude Van Damme Predator and see the costume he wore, it is... Oh. Shocking. <laughs> so, I, yeah, and then I was kind of like, eh, about watching it. And then I was like, oh, I'll get my pal to just break down the episode, the show for me. And then I thought, he started describing it. He was like, so Predator, like, collects skulls mm-hmm. and does all this and this and this. And I was like, this sounds, like, hot. Mm. Like, I want to watch this now. And I watched it and I was like, this is amazing. But I will say, controversial opinion maybe to some people, I preferred Predator 2. Yeah, I mean, they're very different films. Um, I think... The comedy factor in Predator 2 is... I think they figured out why the first one was so popular. It was the fact that they were rescuing other assassins. <laughs> Yet when, when they're rescuing people, they blow the shit out of everything. You know, they literally yeah. they explode everything. It's yeah. like when they're going to make sure no hostages get out of here alive. And then with the second film, they proper go to town with their like stereotypes, like with the, with the witch yeah. doctor and, and all. Oh, all, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what's he, he called? He skins those King, people alive. King Willie, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and there was all these weird like gang members or whatever, and yeah. they skin them alive. And there's a bit where a guy gets cut with like a uh, like a cr- like crosshatch string or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember that bit. And it was certainly much more sort of like hammed up. Oh yes. Why yeah. was he in LA? Why was the Predator in LA? The Predator could be anywhere. I don't care. I love him. But yeah, why was he in LA? Well, um, I can't remember. I'm terrible. According to the to the to the story, mm. um, it's because it was an unusual heat wave. Because um, the oh. Predator's like a so it's during a heat wave, so he, they called, he so came out of the jungle and, and decided to go into the concrete jungle instead. Yeah, I, I mean. It reminded me of like the Friday the 13th franchise where they kind of were like, what can we do? It's the same kind of schlocky storyline. I've got to put the character somewhere else to give it like a different sort of ambience and like 
like you know perimeter for him to fight in absolutely they put jason in manhattan for god's sake so so when when i was like he's in la i wasn't surprised there was a thing about doing that around that time frame of 80s to sort of long out the um franchise if you will and then predator they did prey so following predator 2 yep we then had Alien versus Predator, which is... We'll get to that later because I hated it, but carry on, carry uh, on. And then following Alien versus Predator, we had Alien versus Predator Requiem, Requiem which was awful, awful. Awful film. movie, awful, awful time, awful. And <laughs> then following that, we had uh, Robert Rodriguez's one, which is uh, Predators. Didn't see that one. Didn't watch it. Could be bothered. That's really good. That's got Adrian Brody in it. That's really cool. No, is yeah. he in it? And, oh, okay. Um, oh, who's the Wait, no, no, no. I've seen clips of it. Yes, yeah. and I wondered why he was in that because yeah. he'd done The Pianist, for God's sake. Yep. So An he's epic, serious and, and movie. And Lawrence Fishburne as well. He's in oh, it as well. God. So that's pretty cool. Why did he go over to do that? Uh, followed by then The Predator, yeah. which is an absolutely brilliant film. It got slated quite a lot. I think it's great. It's the comedy value in that is hilarious. I need to watch that one. Then. So the the if if you need a reason to go and watch this film, it's centered around not a crack elite team of commandos. It's mm. sent set around a team of basically commandos who've been sent to the loony bins. So they're all absolutely bonkers. Oh my god! <laughs> and they have to, great. And they have to fight the predator instead. And it is as funny as it sounds. Thomas Jane's in it as well, and it's just that he's super. That sounds good. You know. And then there's the new one, which is Prey. There's that, yeah. And I s- haven't watched that one, um, but I saw the costume he wears in it, hmm. and it's so good. Like I just, I think I prefer it. Like he looks so good. I just love Predator in general. I love a man who has a hobby, um, and Predator does have a hobby. He cleans and collects skulls. I like the fact that he doesn't kill people unless they're armed. Yeah. Like they have morals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a thing which is interesting that they gave because well, they like they like to hunt, don't they? That's the theory. They enjoy the chase, and then he talks. He talks. Predator talks in the second one. I think the. The, the, there's there's a very thin line between you know are they actually honourable or they're just not killing you because you're no fun. I, I think, think it's because they're think, no fun. I think the predator's all about the fun. Yeah. And if you're not carrying a sharp stick, then he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. There's that bit where you like the kid has the plastic gun in the second one, and they're like, it's not real, and then they're like, eh, whatever. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to kill him. Want some candy? <laughs> And then in his helmet, it goes, want some candy, like, or some, like, they translate it or they can try and think. Mm. And then, yeah, he talks at the end of the Predator 2 film. Oh, and everyone goes, you sure are one ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes to me, they went, you won't find sexy, you won't find Predator sexy when he takes his mask off. Oh, audio listeners, how wrong they were. I don't mind if a man has a face like that as long as he's got a hobby and morals just like predator has um i've also now i worried about myself slightly because i do find weird things sexy uh so i went on the only place i go for uh fandom which is tumblr and i'm not the only one people write sorry what's a tumblr tumblr is a social media website where people reblog their art and fanfics and stuff like that anyway people write a lot um of predator smut yeah, so so they <laughs> tons of predator smut. They do, and I'm not I've alone. I've read some of it. So it's so hot. Um, if you go on Audible, you can get a collection of predator stories. Is it um, sexy? The, most of them are just one-off action flicks. Some of them are good, some of them aren't. Um, but they they go into predator sexuality. You learn more about the female predators and and things. There's like ladies. That. Yeah, lady predators or yukja. Yeah. Oh my god! See now, 
I'm upset because now predator won't want me because you can have a lady predator. But I am... they are bigger than the male predators as well. Really, yes. hench, thick women. Yes, with peachy behinds. Oh, it's an audio book, but that's how I imagine them. Yes. Oh well, yeah, and I was glad to find out I wasn't alone in the sexualization of Predator. A lot of people would post pictures of him and be like, you know, come at me and stuff, and then like people would draw sexy pictures of him and stuff like that. And I was like, thank God I'm not alone in this. But I think what it is is because Predator is like the strong, silent type in the movies. He is ambiguous. People, you know, women are gents out there. Take note, women, women like it when you collect skulls. That's just <laughs> what I have to say. I did see people's renderings of what Predator's genital area would look All like. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't, it was weird. Oh, yeah. It was a nubbin. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I can imagine it's an extender. Um, I, I can honestly say... It's I've inside not, the body. I've not given that any thought. <laughs> um, I mean, certainly, I if I got up to the sort of things a Predator got up to, I wouldn't want it as an dangling appendage no i think it'd be safer protected inside you know does predator wear clothes i'm trying to remember yeah because he's got like a fishnet kind of look to him and i wondered if he was wearing a fishnet bodysuit or a suit of armor and a loincloth so why wear the loincloth just make the suit of armor cover your junk he has the the loincloth underneath the suit of armor oh does he yeah i haven't memorized predator's body and why do they wear the masks if they can survive without them well, I think, um, so if you, if you watch the films carefully, you can see that, obviously, on their home planet, mm. um, I'm presuming it must be a lot cooler because when he takes the mask off, all of a sudden his infrared vision becomes really intense. Ah. So I think the mask the mask is there to try and tone down his infrared vision ah. so he can see better. Look how, ow, that hit my teeth, audio listeners, if you were wondering what that noise was. I moved my leg. I can never get comfortable. This is a nightmare for me. Um... Yeah, oh, that's hot. Like, I, I want to watch Prey a lot because I did see the the cool images of it. It does look stunning. Predator's got really super long dreads now, which I imagine are going to get in the way during fights because there was like a behind-the-scenes footage I saw and he was like swishing his hair around and it was getting everywhere. And I was like, well, that's going to get in his way. Also, how do they turn invisible? Like, are they just like skilled at that or is that like a thing? I just, that's part of their armor technology. Oh, yeah. okay. It's not a built-in. They're not like chameleons. This is a technology they've developed. Audio listeners, and you may gather that during my viewing of Predator 1 and 2, I was distracted by other feelings and didn't pay much attention to Predator. But I personally do love Predator. Now, the problem I did... Are you enjoying your wine? Hmm. How far are you getting through that? I'm, I'm past the neck. <laughs> How do you know that's only one glass? Well, because I have wine glasses bigger than this. Really? <laughs> I don't... I, I People call them gin glasses, but they're not. They're wine glasses. Oh, do you mean those really big fat things? Mm. You put wine in that. That's a wine glass, yes. How far do you fill it, though? Not much. The the, the whole thing about wine is that you, you, you put a little bit of wine in a big glass. Yeah. And that way, because you, you do most of your tasting with your nose. So if you put it in a big glass... Is that what you made me sniff your fingers? Yeah. Okay. So, so you put a little bit of wine in a big glass and you get a better bouquet. And that, en- helps bouquet. You, that, that enhances the flavor because the smell's better. I didn't know you were such a wine man. Seven quid a bottle. That's, that's, that's my... Uh, is that good or is that... I should have brought my Klingon wine. There's Klingon There's wine? There's Klingon wine. You can only get it from America. And a friend of mine brought me back a bottle from America. Oh, my God. I don't know. I didn't know that you were such a a wine simp. You were loving the wine so much. I've, I just don't get it. I don't get wine. I don't get bouquet. I don't get the sniffing it and people being like, I can smell wet dog. Like, I just... I don't get it. 
What are you smelling? Audio listeners, Richard's having a sniff of the Blossom Hill. Uh, through this tiny neck, I can't smell a thing. Shove it right <laughs> up there like you're doing cocaine. No, it's, I'm, not, I'm not getting much from this other than wine. Fra- fragrance. Is Blossom can, Hill a good I brand? Can, I can, it's, yeah. Um, so it's Richard's reading for us, audio listeners. This soft, do you want me to do it in a... Do it in a wine voice. Yes, 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 yes. QVC wine voice. <clears throat> go, go, go. This soft, mellow red has berry aroma <laughs> and a smooth, easy finish. Perfect for any occasion. That, why do you not do radio? I was reading a book today at the RSPCA and someone said I should do radio. I was like, my voice is terrible. You've got a perfect radio voice. I can, I can do it like with the Tiger King if you prefer. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> this soft mill red is a smooth and cozy finish. Perfect for any occasion except that Carol Baskins. <laughs> Are you still obsessed with the Tiger King? Do you remember when you did that video and you um, CGI'd your face? I did it with your husband. Uh, onto yeah. your body. Yeah. Oh. Everyone kept saying, wow, you look so much like the Tiger King. It was a CGI mm. effect. It wasn't, yeah. you know, I didn't. I oh. don't look like the Tiger King. Um, what was it called? Gezu? Yeah, I did. It, okay. it was Electric Six. Um, Gonna cover. take you to a Gezu. That was it. That was yeah. it, yeah. I remember that. I Check watched. it out on YouTube, kids. It's good fun. Yes, Richard Ashby's YouTube channel is... Um, I show my friends your YouTube channel sometimes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because the videos you make are low-key bonkers. <laughs> they are. The video... My favourite one uh, to show people is... I think the song's Home Again. And you're doing it and yes. you... Uh, I'm so, swimming. I'm swimming. Oh, God. All your listeners, Richard... Um, delightfully works from home sometimes you have free time and he has a green screen and i can imagine you make him on your lunch break i yeah. think yeah. and there's a video where you're singing a very lovely song about when you were at university i remember you told me about the story yeah. but you did it in goggles yes uh, swimming yes and i don't get why because the song's got nothing to do with that yeah, but it's it, it was aesthetically pleasing yeah. yeah okay and then we made a christmas video we did yes <laughs> and then you did some there's just a lot. There's a lot with the green screen. There's a lot of randomness there. Yeah. yeah. There was a video where I think we were playing Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies. Yes. And you like superimpose it in vic- into a Victorian playhouse. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So sometimes I just show my pals your videos and they're like, what is this? And the gay zoo one is, is a popular one. Yeah. And also it boosts, boosts your uh, analytics and your views and stuff like that. I, um, I, I didn't. You haven't. So analytics and views. I didn't know you could. Yeah. So you can see how many people watch your th- things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, cool. you don't know how many people watch your videos? No, it's just on. It's yeah. Look. Oh, audio listeners, I'm getting my phone up right now to help Richard. So I've you got YouTube. Hang on. Yeah, you watch your videos. Oh, it wants me to schedule an update. I won't, audio listeners. I don't believe in updating my phone because I'm very lazy, and it always changes things, and I don't want that. We're both um, googling Richard's channel right so now. So on my channel now. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, look, see, look, somebody that I used to know has got a hundred views. Hundred people. What? My goodness me. Hang on a minute. Um, our Christmas video only eighty-two. Oh, sad times. Here comes your man. That one we did, so hundred and three. Where's the swimming one? Hang Where on a minute. Gaze, who got eighty-one views, but my cover of somebody that I used to know got a hundred. Yeah. Well done. Wow. Message in a bottle, only 14, Richard. You go up with the game with that one. Good Lord. 33. Do you know what's really funny? 
your Star Trek ones aren't as high as your just homemade fun videos. I'm desperately trying to find the one where he swims underwater. I know it's here somewhere. Here we go. Nothing ever happens. You filmed yourself on a tropical beach. <laughs> 65 views. Popcorn and Fireworks, which is a music video oh, yeah. I was in. 134 views. 134. Yeah. Um, Blitzkrieg Bop we did is about, we used to be in a band, audio listeners, called Hunkatron. 103. Where is this one where you're underwater? Home Again, 93 views. I'm genuinely quite stunned that many people take this time to watch my... I didn't know you had... This is... Yeah, I didn't know you could see all yeah. this. Also, I'd like to point out, uh, Richard used to do... Uh, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm just going to say a form of Kung Fu, and he can correct me in a minute. Uh, he did a video where, unfortunately, you got a kick to the head, wasn't it? I got knocked unconscious, yes. yes. And yeah. he did that, and then in the video on YouTube, please go and watch it, uh, he superimposes the Street Fighter knockout yes. scene. <laughs> that video, 56 views, it deserves way more. Only 56 it views. It deserves of, so many If you many want more. to watch me be knocked... So the... what. Uh, Rachel's Finish alluding him. to is I, I did Kokushin full contact bare knuckle karate. Yes. Uh, which is not as harsh as it sounds, although this video might change your mind about that. Um, but it's, it's good fun. I'd recommend anyone to take it up. It's good, healthy exercise. Your Radiohead cover of High and Dry, where you've superimposed a space helmet onto yes. your head, I'm not exaggerating, 120 views. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually one of the better ones I've done, actually. That's pretty good. Go up the game, though, because my band's music videos are on like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's like. You know, I'm going out of my way and advertising them and stuff mm. like that. And seeing as you don't advertise your videos, mm -mm. there are people out there who are watching it. You can get onto your YouTube's analytics on because you'd have to log into your channel. Yeah. And you can see pe how long people have viewed it for, what countries they've viewed it in. I, 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 I appreciate it. I probably won't, though. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm so just like that. But I'm, you know, we're trying to, you know. I, according to my YouTube, which I didn't know, um, yes. I have 20 subscribers. So if you are one of my subscribers, thank you. That's really sweet. To be fair, I can't <laughs> believe that the KO video has got less views. That's yeah. the best one. I show people that all the time. Just the way okay. you've done it. Finish him. <laughs> and you get, you, audio listeners, you see the actual hit to the face. It is quite a nasty one. <laughs> you go down like a sack, my friend. Yes, I didn't, I didn't pass go or collect 200 pounds. I went straight no. to, straight on Straight the to the yeah. mat. Um, Let's uh, what well, we're just circumventing horror sci-fi. So we're supposed to be talking about horror sci-fi. Aliens versus predators. I'm going to yeah. tell you this. The first one I didn't watch Requiem. The first one sucked, and that's why I didn't watch okay. Requiem. Everyone, what were the hell was going on? The slime budget on that film was outrageous. So much slime. Oh. Two, the bit where he awakens the alien mm -hmm. to lay the egg. He just steps on a pavement slab or whatever. Yeah. So stupid. So yeah. boring. Number three, they took Predators' guns, didn't they? And that's why Predator wanted his guns back. I don't think you were paying attention. Yeah, I was because yeah. they find I those hieroglyphic-y things and there's pictures of, and then they get the guns out of that thing, don't they? The the box. Yeah. And then it's sad. And then the alien loads, loads loads of eggs and it was gross to watch. Do you remember when the alien's like pooping out the so eggs? Have you, Ugh, seen, slimy. have you seen the alien films? Oh, yes, I have. So this is, so this is alluding to, to the other bit that you wanted me to talk about, which is the thing, because there's, Ooh, yeah. there's, a, lot of there's a lot of sociological and a lot of filmography comparisons and nods from the thing in the first Alien film. Mm. Um, so, for example, I know you witnessed the first Thing film, which is the 1953 one. Oh, yes, yeah. audio listeners, Richard sent me a link literally three days ago, and I watched it straight away. As soon as I saw it come up in black and white, I was stoked. Number one, what's it called? The Thing from... It's called The Thing from Another World, yeah. Okay, right. 
You watched it, I assume. It's not because I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Okay. Why does everyone talk really fast? Okay, so this is this is one of the things I love about it, and yeah. you'll have, you'll have noticed as well. They trip over each other's lines. Yes, yeah. and that was the thing. I didn't know if it was meant to be a joke or satire no. or something. So so back then, film was really expensive. Yeah. You couldn't do like a hundred takes. Oh, is that yeah, why? That's why? That's why. Yeah, they had to get all the dialogue in. Yeah. Um, they only had a certain amount of film. Yeah. So when they and, and I was watching it, I was thinking, what's going you, on? Well, yeah. no, I was thinking actually it makes it feel a bit more real. Well, that's what I thought because because they're all um, it's the same premise as the thing. Everyone obviously scientists out in Alaska or Alaska, sorry, the Antarctic, and uh, you know discovering alien species. They're trapped inside their little cabin. They're all trying to like figure out what's going on. But um, when they talk, if you say something now. Like, just whatever you want to say. Hey there, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. And that's how the whole film is. So it's just pretty... Just so talking yeah. like so that. So it's the first thing film. It's based on a on a short novella called he, mm. Who Goes There. And um, if you... It's on iPlayer at the moment. You can watch it now. It's and great. And if you watch the opening sequence where it has the thing... The effect is done by melting a carrier bag over a stencil, <laughs> which they copied for the 1982 one with Kurt oh, Russell. Oh, that's they used, they used the same. They used the same technique to God. get it. Yeah. It was. It was very. Um, it was. A, it was a short film. It's not. It's only. I think it's only about 86 minutes. I think yeah. it was when I and I looked into it and I was like, oh, it was quite quick. Um, I love how they don't 100% disregard the women's opinions, which I because there's only two women. So this is the in, this is the other this is the other really interesting thing. They about respected it. them. Really interesting thing about the 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 thing franchise and the Alien franchise mm. because this the second thing film, the Kurt Russell one that we all know. Yeah. That that was in development since 1976. It wasn't going to get made. No, um, no, no. But Alien did so well. They, they made the thing. Now, mm. a, a lot of people forget what made Alien so successful was it had a leading lady. and The, the Weaver Lady. The Weaver Lady. And for the first time, I think, certainly in my admittedly limited cinematographic history, at no point did she have to identify as a woman. She didn't have a breakdown. Near, near, <laughs> but, but that's what they used to do. If you had a leading lady in a film, at some point... She's crying out of bedroom Exactly. Yeah. She had to cry so, so everyone could remember she was still or a woman. Or there has to be a romantic line. Yeah, there has to be yeah. something. So considering that they they only made the thing because Alien did so well, mm. and they made a film with no women in it. Also as well, um, she's very unsexualized Because oh. she's mainly in her jumpsuit in um, Alien. Until the end, yeah. I mean, but, oh, yeah, but, she's, but, she's but Sigourney Weaver. I mean, Sigourney Weaver is very attractive, but yeah, she's very athletic. You yes, know. yeah. Um, and I found that with Aliens, or we just call it Alien Two to not get confusing. The women are very masculine and unsexualized as well. And and again, so this was something they they did very well, nodding to the success of the first film. Mm. At no point did any of the women, female characters have to remind you that they were women and no. break break down and, yeah. and and do whatever. You know, I found the. Um, I don't mean to sound derogatory, but it is the best way to describe her in Aliens. The butcher lady with the crew cut. Um, Rodriguez. She was, she was hot, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was attracted to her. But the women in the 1950s thing... Um, with the pointy tits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was respected. They didn't completely diminish her. She didn't have a breakdown. She she did a lot of um, administrative procedures, I noticed. Which I know sounds sexist now, but back then, to be fair, that's that's where women were. But she held her own. And I was like surprised because I've watched a lot of old... I am a big fan of the golden age of Hollywood. I love the old movies. And I thought as soon as I saw that woman, I'd be like, oh, they'll be making her run for coffee. But no, they don't diminish her at all. And that's very nice. Again, this it's what surprised me about the 1982 mm. one, that there wasn't a single female no. character in it. It's a, very, um, it's, a, it's a sausage fest up there in the Iceland. I wonder if that was... 
I wonder if that was deliberate. I wonder if they thought, you know, the only purpose of having a woman in mm-hmm. here is going to for her to be the woman that has to be saved. So they decided yeah. not to do that. Yeah. So. I know. I mean, the thing is an amazing film. Aesthetically, it, it broke so many boundaries. And the um, effects still hold up yeah, today. Yeah, for effects, yeah. It, that was its boundary breaking. And I will say, when we watched uh, the 50s one, was it made in the 50s? Yeah, I'm assuming it was. Yeah. Um, for what seemed like a very low-budget movie, it's practically just set in one or two rooms. Um, you know, that alien didn't look bad for the time. You know, he was very... I liked how they keep him in the shadows for most of it. You I don't really see him, do you? It's I nice. I thought the sound effect for him was actually quite scary, the, mm. the roar. Yeah. And they sampled that and they used that for the same roar for the thing, the 1982 one. Oh, that's such yeah. a great... Th- yeah. I got sad when he kept killing the goddamn dogs. <laughs> Stop doing that. It was so depressing. And then there's also, and it made me think with the dogs, because, so the uh, the alien in the the original thing, the 50s thing, he sucks the blood out of creatures in order to survive. Uh, and they have huskies, obviously, because they're out in the t- in the Antarctic. And uh, he's he sucks the blood out of some huskies and things like that. And I thought that was an, an interesting the thing I clocked onto because obviously the dogs in the thing later in the eighties they all get weird and possessed, don't they? Because the aliens attack them. So I was like, oh, is that a nod to it when they made it yes. later? And I think it's a it's a, th- a theme that goes through, and, and they do various nods here and there. Mm. I mean. Excuse me, the wine's repeating on me. Now, <laughs> uh, one of the things, because you've watched Aliens. Yep. Now, one of the, the most kind of tense, exciting scenes in Aliens is when they've got the motion detectors to sense the aliens. The yep. boop, 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 boop. What we're doing in the 1953 film of The Thing Goes Here, they all had Geiger counters. Oh, boop, 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 yes. boop, boop. Literally, they lifted the idea from from the yes. 1952-53 thing film. So, audio yeah. listeners, they have this yeah, a guy counter the beeps, and there's a scene where they try and set the, the alien on fire, isn't it? And they use it so that they know as soon as it gets close to the door, mm-hmm. they can throw the gasoline or it's whatever it was. literally where they got the idea yeah. for, from the motion sensor in Aliens. Only time they treat the woman like a woman is in that scene. Because they give her a, um, a mattress and stand her in the corner, right? They go, stand there. <laughs> and then they kind of get on with it, don't they? That scene was <laughs> it's like, okay, this monster's going to come through the door. Yep. We're going to set it on fire. Please hold this highly flammable mattress, mattress and, and, stand and in back the yourself into a corner where there's no escape. <laughs> and uh, they're literally in a building. They, they choose the room with all the fabric in it, all the beds and curtains, because they use the bedroom. And uh, it was, wasn't the best plan thing. And it eventually figures out that it just jumps through the window and it's in snow and it can be fine and survive. But that was the only time she was a woman they just push her in a corner with a mattress over her I, yeah, so yeah that was femininity came out yeah. then <laughs> oh a fire she did all right she put herself out because i think say there scotty if it attacks us why don't you get your girlfriend to bake it a cake <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i can't believe you knew why they spoke over each other because mm. i was watching it going this is crazy mm. because i've watched a lot of old films and it wasn't it's never that it's fast, but it's never that rushed. But obviously, that was very yeah. budgeted. That movie. Tight to the budget. Tight to the budget. Yeah. The quicker you'll find, and they do trip over each other's lines uh, a the lot. More. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes a very entertaining watch. It, I think it makes it realistic. Yeah, because yeah. they're like fervid and they're panicking yeah. and they're rushed and they're trying to problem solve. And mm. as I said, for a short film, it was it was fantastic. It, I mean, it just it, there's funny parts where you got to just laugh at the way they're all talking, and then. It's just, but you know, it's brilliant in regards to, as you said, the amount of nods that it's had within sci-fi. And I don't know anyone who's really seen it, which is interesting. I'd heard about the thing being so, a remake, so but the I never thing, knew of it. Oh, the the nineteen. The, here goes there. Yeah. The so, 50s one. so there is another thing in film. Mm. The two thousand eleven one with uh, an actor I'm a big fan of, Joel Edgerton. Okay. Um, and the ginger guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. What's his name? 
It doesn't matter, I can't remember. Yeah, Joffrey Norwegian. was my favourite yeah. on Game of Thrones, but everyone. The, but the big ginger bearded one's in it. And the most recent thing film, um, I have to say, is instantly forgettable. I is that the I Netflix have. one? It was on Netflix. I don't know what it's on, but it's instantly forgettable. I wouldn't Never bother. saw it. Never saw it. No. The, um, I mean, one of, one of the things, I guess, if you recently watched the thing... Yes. yes. So, so you'll know. And you know, Morricone does the the score for it. The guy, yeah. the guy and literally the opening music. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's just absolutely superb. It's all the way through. They do the music quite well in the new yeah. film. Other than that, in I mean, in the one you haven't seen, um, so don't don't bother watching it unless you just want to hear the score because it was crap. Yeah, I yeah. just YouTube the score. I think the thing has got um, you know, the thing is a. In a same strange way. The thing has the same essence as Planet of the Apes. It's got that foreboding isolation to it where obviously Charlton Heston doesn't know where he is. He's essentially lost. He's in an unknown terrain, you know, and that in a sense is very, you know, entrapping and and makes you feel like a prisoner. And obviously they're out there in the middle of absolute nowhere. And then what does a blizzard do? It makes you blind, essentially. You can't get out of your terrain. You're lost all the time. And, you know, both of those films, you know, sci-fi draws a lot on our vulnerability as humans as to when when we don't know our surroundings. Well, this is what we we wanted to talk about is is the fact that how is what what what's how do you classify sci-fi horror? Because because back in the day, sci-fi was horror. Yeah, so for the, sure. so the creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon was famous for that. I mean, the the eighties really ruled it with films like Critters and uh, st- you know com- comedy horrors. Yeah, Critters you know, and Critters too. Uh, where you know you ch- get get a good bucket of pig's blood, you know, carry yeah. something like yeah. yeah. That's 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 how you determined. Uh, I think you know more about the genre, either, but you you term it more a slasher than a, than a yeah. Slasher yeah. was definitely in the eighties. Yeah, that was huge. But in terms of sci-fi horror, I mean, you 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 really do for me personally touching on what you were saying it has to be psychologically it has to get to you that's yep. that's the horror yep so if you watch like jupiter five with with harvey keitel <laughs> and charlton heston um yep. you know oh, sexy with Jordan hector Hesson. the robot you know <laughs> this that is genuinely quite a scary film <laughs> you know what? there was a crossover of robots as well coming into slasher films in the 80s they did a film called chopping mall where the um <laughs> they had ai robots act as security guards Chop, uh, chopping more. chopping more and C-H, the ai chopping. yeah and the ai robots um they got struck by lightning oh good lord on their power banks johnny five is alive <laughs> and they became alive and they they killed all the sexy teens who were hiding out in the mall after dark and um you know there was a, yeah there was a level of, and even things like child's play i mean you know a demonic doll but that happened because he got electrocuted and all these other weird things electricity's like, got a lot to answer for. it really has yeah. you know what i mean but um yeah, sci-fi in the olden days, as we were saying, Creature from the Black Lagoon, that was considered terrifying. But now you would consider that more of a, a monster movie or a sci-fi movie because he comes from, you know, the lagoon, if you will. Uh, Attack of the, I think it's Ten Foot Woman, you know, and all these well, other it, kinds of films. So, so going back to the to the one we both just watched, the thing from another world, you know, the, the underlying theme of that was, um, and the big reveal was when mm. they said, let's, let's, hey, Scotty, everyone farm round and we see what sort of shape this thing is. And as it's soon as as soon as yeah, a circle, that. that's when the, 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 yeah, the, the, all the, the orchestra came in, the terror yes. started, because, oh, my God, it's, it's a flying a UFO. saucer. UFO, it's because pronounced. Because in, in the 50s, 
the, a flying saucer was a genuine thing, thing? that people were thing? scared of. Yep. They thought existed and thought, you know. Audio listeners, it's a fabulous scene. So basically, they go out into the, the into the you know the the snow and the ice, and uh, they find like a little fin poking out from a what is probably a frozen lake, and so they can all see it underneath. And and yeah, all the explorers they they stand together on the edges, and it makes the shape of a UFO, as one likes to pronounce it. Um, as soon as it's a circle, they know it must be a saucer, and therefore evil. Lip out. Yeah. Ufos, they flip out. But then you have to remember as well, society also viewed the X-Files as quite terrifying um, in the 90s. when that, People would find that scary and not let their kids watch it. So there was an element there, again, of sci-fi being, you know, interspliced with the idea of horror and chill. And, mm. you know, I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, not being allowed to always watch X-Files when I was really young in the 90s. Obviously, you're, you're a little bit older, so you, you'd have been maybe an early teenager, but I was like child, child. And yeah, we weren't always allowed to watch X-Files because some of it was deemed scary mm. you know and and as you know sci-fi horror has always had its place and as i said there's still like elements of it now that exist as i said things like chopping mall in the 80s but it kind of really has died out now and i do feel like the genres have sort of solidified themselves as themselves we don't have anything like alien or aliens now which is classed i you think, know, I think there was horror. there was one film for me that that changed it mm. and that was tremors because Tremors... Oh, with Kevin... My with husband, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yes. Oh, yes, and Starship Troopers. Do you remember in the 90s, there was all these ones? Yeah, Starship... But, but Tremors in oh, particular, Tremors was the first one that, that was a sci-fi horror, yeah. but that was also so obviously entertainment and a comedy as well. Oh, it's very schlock, and yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. And I think after that, I think that norm that that was the breakaway from it being yeah. horror to just sci-fi or, or creature yeah. feature, you know. It's and that was the thing, yeah, as well, because then you'd started to get, you know, as I was saying, things like Starship Troopers, which mm. was very gory at points, but, but not was, horror at all. It wasn't horror; yeah. it was funny, and it was very creature feature, as you said, and Lots the aliens, of nudity. Oh, Denise. Same-sex showers. Denise Richards. I'm signing that, up to that she? regiment. Yeah, yeah, she's on that. I remember watching that, thinking she was hot as a kid, and I was like. Once again, I think I'm a bit gay. Casper Van Dien. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the, the promotional? And then Mars Attacks. You had things like that. Oh, this sort of goodness, comedy sci-fi. <laughs> I've never seen it. You haven't seen I've it? I've never seen Mars Attacks. And everyone gets really annoyed at me because I've never seen it. But yeah, I think the 90s really kind of like cut the two away from each other and had this comedy schlock site. Eight-legged freaks, films like this, I'm thinking I of. haven't seen Eight-legged freaks. Neither have I. But no. it was another example of that I'm 90s. I'm really terrified of spiders. So Don't watch yeah, that one no. then. That 90s sort of like, we're going to take... Well, arachnophobia. arachnophobia. That was a, that was a massive... Spielberg, yeah, huge. Massive film. And yeah, it scared the bejesus out of me. But I wouldn't Never class it as sci-fi horror. Because no. Tremors had, had, had broken the, the thing for that. So. I love Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, uh, he dances. Footloose. That's right. I've Massive never, I've goose. Not, I've not seen... No, that I've no one's seen Footloose. No. I like to watch Kevin Bacon sell me mobile phone data plans. Yes, me too. Yes, it's yeah, satisfying, yeah. is it? To be fair, um, audio listeners, just a shout out to Kevin Bacon, because people make fun of him now for selling mobile phone data plans. He's actually done um, a string of really good horror films, which have gone under the radar, very low budget. Um, he just recently released one called They Them, and uh, it's fantastic. And uh, there's another one, I think it's called uh, The Way We Were or something like that. It's about him living in a possessed house in Wales. I forget the name. Please go Google it. It will come up. It's about a house in Wales that's possessed. Uh, and shout out to Kevin Bacon. People are really not realizing that he's making some quality films right now. And he's moved into horror and it's fantastic. And They Them. Is does, he, does he dance in any of them? Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, they Them is brutal. It's brutal. They go to a um, Pray Away the Gay Reform Camp. 
and he's the camp leader, camp counselor, and he's like, hey gang, I don't mind what pronoun you use, we're all here to get better, like thumbs up, and everyone's like, uh, okay, and then this one person's like, I'm not a boy or a girl, and he's like, hey, thanks for bringing that up, and then you basically find out later that he absolutely hates everyone who's gay or not straight and uh, is doing that, bad that's, things. That'll be why he became the camp leader of Pray Away the Gay, I yeah, presume. Yeah, because he wants to take him down. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. It's fantastic. And I'm really sad that it's not had any kind of UK promo, but um, I think you would probably quite enjoy it, actually. It's very it funny. Sa- it sounds like my sort of film. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way he's like, when the guy's like, uh, I'm, I'm a they-them pronoun, he's like, it's okay, buddy. Slaps him on the back. Then literally an hour later, he's like, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And it's like so intensely different. It's nuts. And they've got all these like... um really straight macho people who work on the camp team and they're like if you don't shoot this thing i'm gonna make you shoot a dog and it's like you gotta get the gay out of you it's nuts and the sad thing is is those places exist in america which is crazy to think that people do stuff like this but okay everyone's weird everyone don't disrespect kevin bacon i love him dearly um sifting over aliens versus predator because it was a nightmare um we're both going to talk about a film that we both love I'm so glad you saw it because I thought about it this morning. I was like, I need to message you to see if you've seen this. But the faculty, yeah. So the fact I must have seen purely just for, just just for the soundtrack, the Offspring. Uh, oh yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a it's a mental film. It's got when was it made? Oh, ninety six, ninety seven. I'm not entirely certain. You got an Alexa? No, 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 no. Josh, Josh, hang on a minute. Hey Google, when was the faculty made? We're gonna ask it. 99. I was close. Hey, Google, stop. 9th of April, 1999. Now, Josh Hartnett, who is the main protagonist in this movie, shot this movie at the same time as uh, as he was filming Halloween H20, which is a nice horror sort of thing there everyone if you haven't seen the new halloween movies the critics are saying it's terrible it's actually not that bad just put a shout out to that in there but um josh hartnett's not in it josh hartnett's hot elijah wood is in this when he was good looking i like elijah wood but he's aged terribly is i mean the the faculties uh, yeah, it's got a, a great ensemble. So it got nineties hit list team but cast. For me, why I watched it so many times, it was one of the first films to get a DVD release. Um, wow! Yeah, my, my brother bought bought it for like a hundred quid or whatever on DVD. What? And Are it, you kidding? Yeah, it was it was the big yeah DVDs when they first came out were a four, It wasn't even HD. What? Um, <laughs> they cost a fortune. No four K. Um, but no, but yeah, the, the we had it on DVD, so we'd watch it loads and really enjoy it. It's fantastic. Oh, God, this. Movie now, audio listeners, I'm sure most of you know the premise of the faculty, but in case you haven't, Richard, would you like to break down what happens in the faculty, or shall I? I'm probably not best suited to be talking about faculties at the I moment. Co- oh, <laughs> shade. Teachers. No one likes teachers at the moment around here. Uh, I watched the faculty not that long ago. I don't care. I love it to death. So basically, a bunch of uh, high school kids, um, one of the teachers gets possessed by an alien. The aliens proper love water. Their plan is to um, lay little aliens inside people's ears, little kind of weird rodenty bug alien. Think the things that come out of actual alien. Um, they put them in people's ears and then everyone proper reforms, don't they? They they, they straighten up and they fly right. Um, and then there's a group of ragtag teens. Josh Hartnett is in it. He's so goddamn sexy I could die. Um, he's he's has sticky up hair. His like, hair is terrible. Every time, isn't it? Every time terrible. I see him, I want to lick my hand and mm. s- smooth his hair down a bit. Um, if you watch Sin City, he's in the opening mm-hmm. of that movie. He's got lovely slicked back hair for your enjoyment. It's probably a wig. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Do you know what? He actually hated his haircut because they made him cut his hair like that for Halloween and he was very angry about it and he kept trying to put a hat on and they wouldn't let him. And he, there, there's a lot of hat controversy based around these two movies. Um, yeah, and so the uh, so the, the ragtag teens figure out that if they inhale this caffeine drug that uh, one of the kids was selling because he's a drug the dealer. Tick. yes. Yeah, that they it kills the aliens. Um, but sadly, uh, in their gang is the mother alien herself, who's a nice little blonde girl, and no one suspects her until she turns into a massive slug at the end of the film, and it's the grossest and best thing. When I went to watch Elijah Wood crush that slug woman behind the bleachers and then stab a bunch of biros into her eye, I was like, this film's genius. It's it, so good. It's, it's, again, though, it's too late to be classed as a horror. Uh, for yeah. me, it's not a horror. It's no. just, you know, the thing was a horror. Yes, because it's gory. Like and yeah. yeah, the faculty is very ungory. It's, it's, very, it's, it's very the same. It's it's the same niche that Tremors fell into, that Starship Troopers fell into. You know, it's mm. it's, it's a bit of fun. It really is. Um, I I enjoy how everyone gets sexy when they're possessed by the uh, alien thing. People get better looking. You you right looking at my dog? Yeah. I thought your dog was dead, but it was no. She's snoring. Oh, she's right, had okay. a she's had a long day doing absolutely nothing. She does nothing with her days. Um, the most excitement she. she but your dog has <laughs> asthma. <laughs> she's Richard. Why do you not like my flat-faced dogs that I buy? I don't, I don't dislike it. I just think it's. Got you asthma. didn't like my pug, for this, the same reason. This is the same dog. No, they're they're two separate brands. All right. Okay. What what makes this? <laughs> Her brand is French Bulldog. It looks the same as the last one, but not Diego didn't have pointy ears. He also had a penis. Yes, and she has nips. Yeah. She's got tons of nips. She's yeah. got so many nips, it's unreal. Um, yeah, she's got, look, she's got pointy ears. Diego had little tiny bear ears. Yeah, they've both got the same face. As- asthma. Yeah, the yeah. same brachycephalic. I like squishy face dogs. You used to have a little sausage dog, a little pointy face dog, didn't you? I like a squished up face I know that everyone says, oh, you can't do that because it makes the dog suffer. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stop them making them. So I just, I like the way they sound. I like this, the, I call them the, I call them her sleep screams when she's making these noises. Mm. You look so just not, I feel like you're the kind of guy that if you had the choice, you would have like a husky. No, I, if if I had uh, my choice of dog, it would hmm. be a Jack Russell. Really? Yes. We've got Jack Russell in at the RSPCA today. I love Jack Russells. Yes. Um, We're rehoming her two puppies. They're lovely. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, don't tell me that. There's no, a change the subject. There's two boys. Change it. Change it. Change the subject. Little boys. Change the subject. Wait, is there a boy and a girl? Or are they both boys? I can't remember. The mum is ready to be done with them. I was in there today. I had to hold the puppies back so she could eat the food because they're so like crazy. Oh, I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, no, I'll go in with the puppies. I'm happy to play with the puppies. But, oh, they're gorgeous. So I love the mum. She seems tired. She's worn out. She doesn't want to be a mother anymore. Where were we? I love the faculty. The faculty is brilliant. Uh, it's got the guy from Terminator in it, isn't it? You said. I can't remember his name. It's no. really bugging me. It's not it's Neil Patrick or Patrick. Some, I don't know. But yeah. I think the the element of horror that would come from, say, a film like, she's just breathing, Richard Sopater by Val snoring. Um, I think the element in the faculty that could be classed as horror, because it is classed in the sci-fi horror genre, is obviously um, things like when they are out in the rain and they absorb all the water and they've got all like the 
I don't know, like tentacles coming out mm. of them. They look very horrific. Obviously, she she morphs into a massive slug bug thing. Mm-hmm. People could class that as terrifying, um, and that could be like scary for some people to watch. But obviously, overall, like you were saying, it was made around the time of Tremors, Eight Legged Freaks, Starship Troopers, where there was this massive divide in you know horror and sci-fi. Basically, went the, down the, one or two paths. Yeah, the public became desensitized to a certain extent, and yeah. and became better educated to a certain extent. Yeah. So. Things that were freaky didn't seem that impossible anymore. You know, that's that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, when you watch the old sci-fi's, you just think like, wow, people were passing out in the cin- the cinemas and but terrified. It, but it, but it, I think it was more the psychological value because you're yeah. because they had limited budget, limited effects, limited limited money they could spend on the creature. Mm. You did most of the painting in your mind with your imagination and that's always going to be much more terrifying than anything you can see on the screen and that was the thing with the the 50s the 1950s thing that i watched is i loved how he was always in the shadows he was outside you didn't really see him i think you got about four minutes of footage of the whole film yeah Yeah. and then what's really interesting about is if you watch a again i I will reference it say the creature from the back of goon uh you see him all the time and he becomes he becomes kind of goofy there's lots of like memes about him now which is just you know a reference to probably how people felt about him you know in the 50s it's it's our version now of kind of mockery but you know when you watch the 1950s thing because they use the ambiguity because you don't see him there is that fear that i like he's always in the shadows you know he's Mm. kind of like that movie deliverance do you remember Oh yeah, but, yeah. Well, but, you never but, see him for ages. But uh, terrifying. But again, you got um, the first Alien film. I, th- I, th- yes. I think th- I think the total screen time is is only about ten minutes. You actually get to see yeah, the monster. Yeah, it's mainly all probably, at the end. Probably less than that. Um, Her cat, Jonesy. Yeah, lived for ages. Yeah. So she got like, okay. Forgive my ignorance. Aliens, the second one. Yeah. She's been asleep for fifty years. Yeah. They bring her cat to her. Yeah, the cat was in the pod with her. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember because it's been. No, the cat wasn't just hanging around in space <laughs> for fifty years, eating space dust. <laughs> I was like, because she's in the hospital bed, and then they're like, "Someone's here to see you," and she's like, "Jonesy," and I'm like, "Oh, the cat's there." And then I went and I sat there like literally last week, going, "Did the cat get in the pod?" Was the cat yeah, the there? Yeah, the cat was in the pod. With and then her. I was like, "Well, the cat's got to have been there because otherwise, yeah. that's a really." That's I, a really I, old cat. I wouldn't have let the cat in with me, on. Oh, what's your cat's name? Boo. You'd have let Boo in. No. Why? Boo's lovely. Because she's old and she should be dead by now. <laughs> the cat is a burden. How old is she? Uh, 19. I was going to say, you've had Boo for as yeah. long as I've known you. I, I have to lift her up now to, so she can get onto things. No. Yeah. But if you loved her, you do love her because you lift her up. Only because it's depressing watching it try to... <laughs> crawl around <laughs> i like boo boo was the only one that touched me hiss mm. never touched me no hiss is gone hiss went blind bless her yeah. yeah hiss hiss was the anti-social one she liked me quite a lot she was the fat cat she liked me i like boo is once boo gone are you not going to get any more pets no so it's not it's, about those jack it, russell puppies that I, i've got right now you need to stop talking about jack russell puppies <laughs> do you want to see some pictures of them no, no. <laughs> i'm gonna post them to you no <laughs> They're on my they're on my Facebook. I've already posted pictures of them. I scroll past pictures of dogs and stuff. Oh. I'm still not over my last dog. I will be one day, but Dash, not yeah. he was a ledge. He was a little he was a he was a he was a little guard dog, wasn't he? He's an incredible dog. He was yeah. a good he was a good egg. Um are you not gonna get anything else because the kids might want something? No, I mean we got them a fish and it died, so Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bleak. <laughs> so depressing. Um yeah, I mean 
what was we, where were we going? Alien versus Predator, you like. Yes, brilliant film. Why? I thought it was crud. It was just crud. It was human trash so, garbage. So I think what you wanted was like a good horror thriller film. Um, what I wanted it to not suck. What fans of the franchise wanted to see was the alien versus the Predator knocking seven bells of crap out yes. of each other. And we got to see that, and that yeah. bit of it was good. I think if you wanted any more than that, you're always going to be disappointed. I think that um, what I didn't like, to be fairness, yes, the fight scenes are all very good. And for, because um, there's obviously a long history of so-and-so versus so-and-so films going on. Obviously, you had Freddy versus Jason. Um, I'm going to butcher the Japanese pronunciation, so please forgive me. Uh, Sudoku versus Sayako, which was the Japanese version of The Ring and the Grudge Girl going at each other. Um, you know, this is this is not a new, innovative idea. This has happened in cinema before. Um, I God, think Godzilla versus Kong. Yep, Godzilla versus yeah. Kong. Literally about. But Sailor again, but again, the same thing. I mean, I love Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. It was a bad film. Yep. But the bits where Godzilla was fighting Kong were is brilliant. Exactly so my point. Yeah. If you're going to go into it expecting something other than that, then you're always going to be let down. I think what I expected, because I was, yeah, I agree with you exactly on this. This is why we watch these movies. We want a good uh, a good laugh and a good enjoyment. Is I think because in the beginning of the movie, the bits I was you know watching in, I'm not invested in anyone. I'm not invested in the storyline. The storyline is so stupid at points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got to sit through a lot of stupidity. Like... Freddy vs. Jason is a bad movie. It is a cheesy, terrible movie. But the storyline is A to B. Here's the storyline. You're invested in the characters. They give the characters a bit of backstory. There is an element of like tease and surprise to it. There's a good B-line story that's going on as well. You get to the point. Alien vs. Predator, I was like, I'll just pop your little... Oh, Richard's polished off that wine. Excellent times. Um, Alien vs. Predator, I just didn't get that. I wasn't invested in any single character on screen. If anything, I just thought everyone was an idiot. Okay, but the the issue is, and I'm going to have to change your mind now, do you know who made Alien vs. Predator? No, James Cameron. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be the answer. So possibly the, the, the best horror franchise, sci-fi horror franchise that we've been ignoring for this whole show that's been Ooh. going now for a while Exciting. is the love-to-hate Resident Evil films. Oh! How did we not? I love Resident Evil so much. Made by Wes Anderson. Oh my god! Who made Alien vs. Predator? Oh my! <laughs> the first Resident Evil movie is so good, and I don't care. Come at me! I'm going to be doing a Resident. But they are the, it is brilliant. I love all of them. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love. You know, what? I've only seen the first one in Afterlife. You, I remember I've you were telling me when you were watching them all, and I was like, "How are you putting up with this?" Did you watch the animated ones? Yeah, I've seen all of them. So and I've never played the game. <laughs> oh my god, I play the game. I I've ne- never played it. Never played any of the games. Love yeah. the game. Um, god, Resident Evil. So how do we not think about Resident Evil? Oh my god. Have you seen the most recent Resident Evil one? Not the Netflix series, but the most recent film, Welcome no. to Raccoon City. No. Okay. Oh, it, people have said it's actually really good. No, because it wasn't made by Wes Anderson. They actually tried to make a proper film rather than a how stupid. I know yeah, it's, it's pointless. Yeah. Wait, did you not like it? Because everyone said it was good. Nope. But you know what I mean. I, Have you watched the Resident Evil series on Netflix? No, everyone told me it was awful. 
it was awful, but it's worth watching just for the guy that, that plays Wesker. He's great. Oh, check it out yeah. then. Here's the funny thing. Um, everyone told me Alien vs. Predator I was going to love and that I was probably going to hate the film Predator. And I went the other way around. Everyone critically now has been saying that the new Halloween movie sucks and I watched it and I really liked it. So I think if like everyone says something's good, I'll probably hate it and I don't know why. Art is subjective. It certainly yeah. is. Now, I mean, I got through the first Resident Evil. Fun fact, first DVD I ever bought. Didn't cost me £100. Um, brilliant film. Michelle Rodriguez is in it. She's sexy and I don't know why. She's such a good actress. She yeah. is so good. It's a shame she did all those Fast and the Furious films, but oh well, it gave her a, a lot of money. Um, there's a guy in it from the OC. As we all know, audio listeners, shout out. I try and reference everyone when they're in the OC. I love the OC. Um, it's a great movie. I love the visuals because they're just like the game if you haven't played it. They're very, very close to the game in that movie. Um, the opening scene with the dogs and the house, that mansion. Great score, great soundtrack. Yep. Yep. Now, I never watched Afterlife, which is the next one. Uh, no, so the next one after Resident Evil mm. is Apocalypse. No, yeah. sorry, Nemesis. So they reference that there's going to be but a But ne- Nemesis didn't get to the cinema. That was straight to video because it was, was so it bad. that bad? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's brilliantly awful, but it's that bad, yeah. Now, we're going to do, uh, later on uh, next year, I'm doing a podcast on Resident Evil video games and Silent Hill and stuff, and I'm going to have to watch them. Y- you're in for a treat. If I can't stomach alien versus predator requiem because i turn when, that off when, by the way when sir jorah from game of thrones turns up in resident evil you're going to be so happy am i <laughs> i had to turn off alien versus predator requiem by the way that's a really bad film to be fair now everyone said the same thing everyone categorically says that movie is terrible i didn't get through it is there any plot points that i should care about in regards to my husband the predator does he does he get upset? I love him. There's 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 absolutely no reason for you to watch that film. Excellent, love yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm never going to because I literally they're all on Disney Plus. I hate Disney. I hate Disney Plus. But well, I don't know why Disney owns them now. But they seem to have all the rights to it, don't they, or something stupid like that. You know how things go. Disney Disney are taking over the world, and I'm sad about that. I don't want to be dealing with that. Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Anyway, so you can watch all of them on Disney Plus. Go nuts if you want to. I watch literally, I think, because it would tell me my running time on my Disney Plus thing. I think I probably watched about 11 minutes of it and just went, no, Mm. no, I can't do this. I just can't. Um, But hopefully, I think all the Resident Evils are on Netflix. So I'm going to do them all. I don't think and die. all of them are on. There are several are made by different studios. Oh, so why must they make my life difficult? Yeah, but uh, I think quite a few of them are. All the uh, animated ones are. I think I've seen one of the animated ones. Yeah. I just want them to do an animated one with Barry Burton in it from the first game. And you haven't, you haven't played it, so you don't know the reference. But Barry Burton is the most incompetent member of the Stars team ever to have existed. Uh, he shouldn't have his job. Uh, there's a scene where there's a load of blood on the floor and he goes up to him and goes, what is this? Blood? And it's like, yeah, Barry, what do you think it's going to be? Um, and that's just the essence of Barry Burton. But, oh God, I can't believe we didn't talk about Resident Evil. It's so good. It's so enjoyable. And I can't believe that you've seen every single film, but you've never played the game. Uh, worse than that, I think I've told you the wrong director. Okay. Are you looking it up? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's Paul... W.S. Anderson, not Wes Anderson. Who's Wes Anderson? <laughs> He's the one who made the... We, we, could, we could do... No, because it was, it was Paul, Paul W.S. W. Anderson yeah. who did the Resident Evil films and he also did the um, Enemy Predator. Wes Anderson yeah. made the Royal Tenor Oh, Bums. 
the life aquatic yeah. and the. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah. oh god, I like Wes Anderson films, but they're I, brilliant. I could do a whole hour talking about them. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> the Royal Tenenbaums, the Life Aquatic, the Hotel Budapest. Oh, that the Hotel was the other Budapest. One. Yeah, I haven't seen. Honestly, that one. I was watching that film and I thought I'd taken the drug. Really? Yeah. <laughs> God, I remember the Royal Tenenbaums coming out when I was like in high school and uh, everyone was like, oh, it's such a trippy movie and it really isn't compared to his later no, works. No, no, it's actually yeah. quite calm. I loved them. Um, I do love the aesthetic of those movies and they are very, very... Uh, I, I love... Ta- they're a taste, aren't they? You have to have the taste for it. The the Hotel Budapest, yeah. um, bobsleigh chase is possibly the greatest Wait, piece on, of cinematography I've ever seen. It's just amazing. I think I have. But it's not it. horror. We're we're uh, we're, dig- we're digressing, but it doesn't matter digressing. because it's passionate. And I never knew you liked those movies. Oh, they're amazing! Yeah, they are. So the Life good. Aquatic is one of is in my top five films. That's of the one with time. Bill Murray in yeah. it, isn't oh, it? It's Bill, anything with Bill Murray. What is it? They're trying to chase. They're trying to capture something, aren't they? I haven't seen it's, it. It's, in. A, it's a shark. That's it. Yeah. Yes, I haven't seen it in the most longest time. As I feel like um, Wes Anderson films are like really miserable but brightly coloured. It's the best way to describe it. Like, everyone seems really morose, but at the same time, really positive. It's really hard. I just like it because they're unique. They're very unique. And and in a a way that I like, not in a way that sucks, which is important. They have a very direct taste. And this is the thing as well. It actually kind of circumvents perfectly into a point. Now, I love Predator. I think we've established that Predator was was baller. It was great. He had a, he had development. He had a personality. You were invested in the alien race that is the Predators. They have this sort of like lineage and, and history to them and all this other kind of stuff that makes them interesting. You're invested in him as, you know, the villain. And then the protagonists, obviously, you become invested in them because of the way, you know, the villain is portrayed. And I get it. But Alien and Aliens is way more popular in pop culture, is way more prevalent, is way more like hyped up in people's heads. I think that's that's for two reasons. But I don't get why. That's yeah. my point. I that's I don't get why everyone simps so hard for Alien because at some point, I'm going to say it, everyone, hold on to your socks if you're wearing them. Aliens is kind of boring. Mm. So it's kind of really boring. So the first Alien film, as we've already alluded to, is quite groundbreaking for reasons, I think personally, because it had a really strong female lead that didn't have a breakdown. Yeah. But the second thing was the creature, the alien, des- designed by very H- yeah, yeah designed H-Giver. by Andrew Geiger. So, yeah. so that and and that's basically what made them make the second one because yeah. the 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 aesthetic of the creature was so popular they wanted to use that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second film, yeah, by today's standards, yeah, it's a bit dull. But you've got to yeah. remember when it came out, nothing like that had been done before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely see, especially because, like, the, as you said, the visual effects on the alien itself are very sort of striking when you see mm. them at the end of the first film and, and, you know, and the concept of the face hugger and it bursting out the stomach. These are huge moments in pop culture and I do get their place there and I do get why they're relevant and things like that. Anything groundbreaking has a certain level of relevancy and things like that, uh, you know, within pop culture and they'll forever be referenced. It's like, you know, people always cite that scene in Carrie when they, they pull the blood over her, but it's, it's really not that relevant. In, in, in horror but it's just but that at the time it hadn't been seen exactly. before so that's the thing but now in this current day and age people still simp for aliens so, so I'm like are you simping for it because of nostalgia or because you genuinely like it because if I'm watching it now yo the alien films are boring brah I mean <laughs> a, a classic a classic kind of thing is how well is it going to st- how well do films stand up the yep. not 1982 the thing that stands up now 
Oh, hell I, I, yes, quality. I watched, I watched it this morning, kind of off and on while I was working. I had the it on dogs the in the cage, it's and still so gory. It's It stands the test of time yep. remarkably well. I still think that the second Aliens film does stand the test of time pretty well, and not as well as The Thing, though. Um, yeah. Just because an all-out action film now does look so much better i think it's yeah it doesn't i love i think is it the thing where his head's getting pulled off and there's all the stringy bits my favorite bit is oh, where i love it the head drops off and then grows legs and runs away yes oh i can send you um they there was this tv show called masters of horror and they did horror shorts and there's one um it's only an hour long i'll have to ping you a link if i find it. it's called pro-life same thing happens but it's from a lady giving birth to a crab baby and it grows legs and scurries around and kills people. Um, it's it's really brilliant. I can't get enough of it. But yeah, the thing holds up. The thing has got a great storyline. Again, you're invested in characters. You're going along for the struggle. You're in the goddamn tundra. Everything's a nightmare. Um, but you know, and that's the thing. Like Aliens has this huge pop, pop culture thing. People simp for it. And I do wonder now, like, are they simping simply because of nostalgia about the film or seeing it as, as a childhood or in their childhood or something like that? Because uh, the movie itself, as in... Sigourney Weaver's character is very developed. It's very good. Uh, but everyone else in Alien and Aliens and the millions of other ones that came out, it just seems like a lot of just background, you know, sort of like fodder. And uh, the movies are very... I know it's meant to be slow-paced, but I really kind of wasn't invested in anyone enough to really care when the film Have you played. watched Alien Resurrection yet? No. Okay. No, 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 I have. Sorry. Tell a lie. But we're talking like when it came out and I don't remember it. Okay, so Alien Resurrection's... That's that stood the test of time pretty well. That's Maybe I'll good. give that one a chance. I yeah. don't want to like drag an entire franchise because, as I said, it's huge. So I mean, I'm more than willing to try. But also, it's also in Alien Resurrection, Ron Perlman's in it. <gasps> How funny you say that because yeah. Ron Perlman's in Pro Life. That short oh, film. Oh, is he? Oh, wow. God, I love audio listeners. I love Ron Perlman. He's a sexy man. He's I don't amazing. like him. I don't like him in Sons of Anarchy, but like, oh. isn't he great as Hellboy? He's just brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Who directed that? Argent? No, no, no. Guillermo del Toro. I was going to say Argento then. I was like, Jesus Christ, he didn't do that. He just Suspiria. Oh, yes, Argento. Um, Gilman de Toro did Hellboy, didn't he? Which is a very strange Both choice. of I, I thought both of them, the Hellboy ones he did were quite good. I also like Pacific Rim, which Ron Perlman's in as well. So yeah. I love Ron Perlman. Also, uh, if you want to go old school, Ron Perlman did a string of really crappy horror films as well to enjoy. I feel like every actor did that. I was talking about this not that long ago on a different podcast where we talked about Norman Reedus's... Um, yes, Scud. As in stud. Yeah, terrible uh, horror movies he did leading up to his groundbreaking point where I, you know, where he played Scud. Scud and in uh, Blade Two was it? Yeah, Blade Two. He did a bunch of really cruddy horror films as well. Like he did The Messenger. He was in Cigarette Burns. Uh, you know, and I love it when you get to see actors in their early years. Ron Perlman did. Um, I'm gonna probably get this wrong, but he did The Stand by Stephen King as well. Um, I've he's a copper. I've only seen the recent remake of The Stand, which was okay. I like a good Stephen um, King. Uh, it's, it's, for me, Stephen King's hit and miss. I, really? Yeah. Was one of the, my actually probably the, the book I've reread the most ever was Stephen King's It. But some of his films, of uh, books I've read, and I'm like, oh, that was throwaway. That was a bit of rubbish. Trash. Yeah. We have two episodes on this podcast currently about Stephen King from two separate co-hosts who both love Stephen King. Now, uh, coming in the new year, I'm getting both these co-hosts together uh, to uh, have a rivalry showdown episode about Stephen King. 
Or does one like and one not like? Or? No, 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 no. Um, lovely, uh, lovely friends of mine. Uh, and one of them uh, works with me and he came up to me and went, I listened to your Stephen King podcast. I know more kind of attitude. Oh, okay. and, yeah. and I was like, oh, come on, let's talk about it. And then we just sort of have devised this who knows more about Stephen King rivalry thing. It's going to be a blast and I'm looking forward to it ever so much. So all your listeners look forward to that. Here's a little tidbit for you. Hit me up. Stephen King once wrote a musical. What the hell? Oh my god! If neither of them listen to this, and one of them knows that, there, yeah. what was the what? I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just that's it. <laughs> Audio listeners, if any of you are Pete or Paul, please do some research <laughs> into that and bring that up in the next episode. Because uh, do you know what? I know that Pete is a listener every week, so I know that right now you're hearing my voice and you're going to go Google that. And if you have that one up on Paul and Paul's not listening to this, well, then that shows not only who's the biggest Stephen King fan, but who's it, the it, it didn't get made. Just, the bigger yeah. fan of the show. Could you imagine Stephen King doing a goddamn musical? I would pay every cent in my bank to watch that. Um, what am I doing? Okay, time. I'm time. I'm time checking audio listeners. Um, Val has been very quiet this evening, which has been lovely for us, uh, but very sad for you, my lovely audio Is it listeners. Dead. No, no, she's moved. She's alive. Look, she's got her paw. She's looking at you. If you got those crisps out, she'd go. See, she's moving. She'd go nuts. Um, what are you doing? Rich is moving. Oh. Look at her face the minute you grab those crisps, audio listeners. She, here she comes. Here she is. <laughs> no, she can have a crisp. It won't kill it. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, God. Richard, it's so good. I'm so excited. She's eating the crisps. <laughs> she uh that was enthusiastic wasn't it she struggles to eat crisps a little bit oh that was lovely that was val eating a, a little space space raider space i've been calling them space invaders they're space raiders mm-hmm. why didn't you correct me earlier now i look like a fool well the packet threw me they never used to come in that packet when i haven't had a picture of um remember the witch from terror hawks was that on the packet? Yeah, I used to have the witch from Terrorhawks on the packet, but yeah. Audio listeners, Val is up and jippity because Richard has got crisps. No, Val, down. Push her down if she's jumping up. Only one. Be. Val, there's too much salt in there for you, darling. You can only have one. Go and die in the corner. <laughs> You'll put on weight, Val. Don't you know that salt bloats you out? Look at her nips. She's got hundreds of them. I can't find a bikini for her at all. It's a nightmare. Audio listeners, Richard's checked out of the show. He's just staring into my dog's eyes, eating some crisps. And while he's doing that, I'm going to round everything up so well. (laughs) As I say every week, thank you so much for listening. And also secondary, please do go and follow us on all of our social medias. We are at UK Film Review on Facebook. Let's talk Trek on a Sunday. Oh, Um, yep. Sorry, thank you, Richard. Richard, so let's talk Trek. You're on Facebook as well with that, aren't you? Yes. And is that your platform? What does it go out on? Just The, The Riker's Beard. On just Facebook? Okay, there we go. It's on YouTube, Riker's Beard, um, Trekkie's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, Let's Talk Trek. There we go. And we are at Facebook at UK Film Review. We are at Instagram at UK Film Review. We are the UK Film Review podcast on Spotify. Please do give us a follow. Please do give us a heart on Spotify. Do you want to sniff these fingers? No, I'm all right. Please give us some like and comment. It takes a second out of your day, but it means the goddamn world to us. So we're always really grateful for any support you're showing. Richard's finished those crisps and his wine this evening. It's been an event for him. 
And also, as I say as well every week, please do go over to ukfilmreview.co.uk if you wish for us to uh, discuss any products or film reviews or film festivals that you are currently doing, and we are offering sponsorship on these podcasts. So please feel free to go over there and pop us an email. And we also have the UK Film Review Film Festival. It's yearly and it's happening soon. So that's coming up. So keep an eye on the social medias for all of that interesting information to do with that. I've already seen some of the little clips that our big boss man Chris has put out, and it's all looking very interesting and very exciting exciting for some of the titles that are coming out uh, and um, thank you for joining us it is November now for you guys this is going out in November as I said as I said please do give us a like a subscribe a follow a comment anything you want all the feedback is welcome it takes a second for you as I said but means the world to us and we're really trying to up and come this podcast as much as we can so as always Thank you to the real Akumas, Papa Kuma, Giggly Wiggly and Val, the podcast gang that we know about. Thank you so much to my co-host Richard for coming on. Look after yourselves and each other. Okay. <laughs> you literally have done the outro better than me and now I'm just going to quit and die. And as always, I haven't got cancelled, so hopefully I'll see you next month. Thank you so much, everyone, and stay safe. Mm-hmm.